Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tuesday, March 7th, 2017 here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. On this episode, we break down some NFL combine notes as well as who the Patriots might pick in the upcoming NFL draft. We'll also be breaking down the Brandon Cooks news that the Patriots tried to trade a first round pick for him. We welcome in Henry McKenna the editor-in-chief of the USA Today, Patriots Wire, all that and more on this week's episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Thanks, Larry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriot Beat Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at CLNS Radio. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. Welcome to this episode. I am your host, as always, Harris Rubenstein. Please go find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore sports team. We've had a very fun week in the NFL, one of my favorite times of the year. It is the NFL Combine time, baby. We have seen a lot of great players come out of the combine and really show what they can do for the NFL draft. This year was no difference. We have a lot of notes to go over. We have a lot of players to point out, and we have a lot of things to cover. So before we get into the NFL combine notes, the first thing that I want to go over was this report that we got this week that... The Patriot. Well, first of all, hold on. We 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 do have a breaking news update right here from our uh, our favorite uh, Boston Herald beat reporter Jeff Howe, who tweets out that the New England Patriots have signed James Devlin to a two-year extension. So that's a fun little thing. Good to have him back. Good to get uh, at least someone under contract before we enter free agency. So James Devlin back into the fold. Not the biggest news of the week, but still big news nonetheless. Anyway, on to the biggest news of the week. The New England Patriots attempted to trade for Saints wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Apparently the offer included their number 32 first round pick and included a pick swap in, I believe, the third round. So, for those who don't know who Brandon Cooks is, Brandon Cooks is the number one wide receiver on the Saints. Much more of a deep threat slash uh, number one wide receiver. Um, Last year, we saw a big target for the Saints in Michael Thomas out of Ohio State, which took away a lot of attention from Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has put up a 1,000 yards in each of the last three seasons. He has been one of the better um, wide receivers in the NFL, if you ask me. I think he's absolutely outstanding. So Brandon Cooks is a guy, you know, this kind of, you know, 
it's been kind of interesting to see where the Patriots have been targeting because it really seems like they're trying to bring in a big-time target. I mean, they've been connected to Larry Fitzgerald for as long as I can remember. They were connected to Brandon Marshall earlier in the offseason. Now they're connected to Brandon Cooks. And it really seems like they are being or they're hunting for a true number one wide receiver. Now, this isn't because they don't like what Julian Edelman brings to the table. I think he brings a very specific thing to the table, but I think the Patriots are looking more for the stereotypical number one wide receiver. I think they're looking for a guy on the outside that can both stretch the field and bring something into the interior. Again, Edelman can do that, but you have to remember, Edelman's about to get to his age 30 slash 31 season. He's had injuries in the past couple of years. He's proven that while he is a great guy, they do need to start getting a little bit concerned about his future as a football player in general because guys like him usually can't stay on the field that long. So finding a backup number one wide receiver I don't think is a bad idea. I think looking to replace Julian Edelman now is totally fine. I actually wouldn't be surprised if you saw the Patriots try to make a move in the draft to get a number one wide receiver, whether it's drafting one or trading for one. On that note, no, do not expect them to make a run for Alshon Jeffrey. There was a report that came out last week that uh, Alshon Jeffrey was looking for, what was the number, 14 mil a year? Yeah, no, the, the New England Patriots are not going to be paying Alshon Jeffrey, $14 million a year when they could just draft someone for much, much cheaper. So I don't believe that um, – I don't really believe that the Patriots will end up with Brandon Cooks. I think he'll end up with the Tennessee Titans with Marcus Mariota. I think that's a great fit. Uh, they have two first-round picks, uh, including one at 18, which I think would be a really good trade number for the Saints and for Brandon Cooks. You offer number 18 and maybe a fourth-round pick. I think you could – pretty easily get Brandon Cooks if you're really looking to keep him on the team. He's obviously owed a contract, I believe, in two se- uh, at the end of next season because his player option would obviously be kicked in after that. But, you know, it, it kind of goes to show that the Patriots are really wheeling and dealing. One of the things I've always noticed about the NFL trade market is that it's incredibly underutilized. A lot of the time in the NFL trade market, you'll see only the Patriots making moves. And that's kind of... That that's always been kind of strange to me because you look around other sports and the trade markets of other sports have always been on fire. Now, you know, especially with the trade deadlines and whatnot, for, but like in the NFL, the deadlines have always been a massive disappointment. You know, the, no one really exciting ever comes out or gets traded. It just, it just isn't great. So to see a trade like this maybe go down some sort of blockbuster involving Brandon Cooks, I think would be really, really good for the sport. So, like I said, we're going to be, be bringing Henry McKenna on in a little bit later. Uh, obviously, the editor-in-chief of Patriots Wire. He's going to break down some NFL combine notes that he's taken. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I am going to break down a couple of guys that I think the Patriots could draft in this upcoming 2017 NFL draft, LOL. Um, and I'll also break down who I thought my biggest combine disappointments are before we bring in Henry McKenna. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. 
Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. All right, fam. Welcome back into the Patriots Beat podcast. So now we're going to go through a couple of the NFL draft prospects that have really stood out to me and guys that I think the Patriots will have a chance to draft. So the guy that I really, re- I'm going to just, go, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and tell you guys who I really, 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 really want. And that is Hassan Reddick out of Temple. I think Hassan Reddick out of Temple is going to end up being one of the better players in this whole class. He fits perfectly in what the Patriots like to do. He's kind of like Jamie Collins in a way, just super athletic, super big. You put him at inside linebacker and he just balls out. I think Hassan Reddick is a guy that the Patriots are highly targeting. Again, I don't have any official sources on this, but again, he had a great combine, was one of the top performers over the past couple days at defensive end. And obviously, he was no Miles Garrett. I don't know if anyone watched Miles Garrett's combine, but it was just, it was, it was just, it was absolutely unfair the kind of stuff that Miles Garrett was doing. If the Cleveland Browns don't take Miles Garrett uh, at number one, they, they should just be fired as an NFL team. Like this, it's it's over. There, there's no. There is no more, you know, questions. There are no more. There's no more crap. Just like, just take Miles Garrett. But anyway, um, one of the other thing, one of the other players that I really want to talk about because I think if you're going to be looking at corner, um, it's kind of it go because it, well, it really depends what happens this offseason. I still think they're going to be losing. Um, Logan Ryan, so they're going to probably have to go and pick out a corner. So here are a couple of guys who I think could be targets for them. Um, I don't think Adore Jackson is going to be around when they pick, but Adore Jackson nonetheless is a guy. Kevin King out of Washington is another target that they could look at. Buda Baker is more of a safety, but will probably still go in the top 10. So maybe that's a bad guy to, um, to point out. So he's probably not going to be there. Who else? Who's another good corner that I think the, the, the Patriots could pick up? Tease Tabor is a guy who ran a 4-6. 240. Uh, I think that 40 could drop him a little bit farther down, maybe make him available towards the end of the first round. Um, he was a great corner at Florida. Uh, big time push, big time punch off the line. Very physical corner. Has a lot to learn, so I think it'd be good to kind of settle him around the fourth spot and let him learn the position a little bit. Quincy Wilson out of Florida is going to go pretty high, but again, like I said, if he does drop, look for the Patriots to try and jump on him. He's a really good player. I'm a I'm a big fan of his. And then we had a guy today who who I want to talk about. Let me let me pull up his stuff. So 
his name where 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 did he go? I just I just had my little page up here. He's uh he goes to Yukon. Oh, what was his name? He had this crazy like Ozy something or other. Let me uh let me see if I can find him again. But in the meantime, you know, it, it may seem a little strange that I'm trying to um target a corner for the Patriots in this upcoming draft, seeing as it is actually one of their deeper positions on the offensive line. However, um, I just think that they need someone to replace probably Cyrus Jones with as well. He's just, it just didn't really work out. But we're here, here he is. All right. Obi Mellon Fonwu, uh, guy safety out of Connecticut who's probably going to play corner. He's 6'4. 224, ran a 4440, lead, uh, is currently leading the combine in both broad jump. See what his three cone ends up being, because as we know, that's usually what the, um, it's usually what the Patriots go by when drafting. Puts up a good three cone. Don't be surprised uh, that they end up picking him out. It's kind of interesting to go through um, all this stuff because they haven't done the three cone drill yet. So it's really hard to predict. Uh, it's really hard to predict what. Uh, but again, Hassan Reddick, I, I, I can't stress that enough. Hassan Reddick is a guy who I really thought I was really uh, gunning for. Um, who was it? Charles Harris, the guy out of Missouri. But he had just – he had a terrible, 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 terrible combine this week. He was one of the worst performers of the com- of the combine. I believe he ranked almost last or close to last in most, if not all, things. He just did not have a good combine at all. I still think he'll be a good football player, but I think this kind of – that kind of took him out of any chance the Patriots – would have to draft him. So don't bang on Charles Harris anymore. He's just, he just, it just didn't really work out for him at the combine this year. But moving on away from Charles Harris and the rest of the guys that we might be focusing on, the combine this year has been uh, a really fun one. Obviously, we saw John Ross break that 4 2 2 40. You know, uh, he didn't get the island that Adidas is going to give him because he ran. <laughs> <laughs> he ran in Nike, and then Nike signed him instantly. That's such a funny thing. Um, but yeah, Hassan Reddick ran a four four five two forty. Like, it just, just get out of my face. So, um, along with Hassan Reddick, uh, Takaris McKinley, he will be having uh, shoulder surgery, so that kind of takes him out of the running a little bit. Um, Ruben Foster had that huge, huge blow up that uh, made him be kicked out of the combine. So he sent apology letters to all the different teams, and he's going to be taking interviews at his pro day, I believe, next month. So if if he ends up falling and they don't re-sign Dante Hightower, Ruben Foster is a guy that if he falls enough, I wouldn't be surprised to the Patriots to, to, to trade up for. It really seems like they don't like that number 32 pick. Um, every every single time we we hear about a trade rumor, obviously it's Brandon Cook's thing. Uh, we hear about them trading him or them trying to trade up with the Garoppolo stuff. So it seems like they want to get out of that 32 spot and try to get one of the higher tier guys or just trade out of that 32 pick. I kind of agree with it. I think that kind of puts them in an odd position where they're picking the 32nd best player in this draft. And obviously this is a very deep draft, but the difference between the 20th best player and the 45th best player, I think is very, very small in this draft. I think we have a very strong middle you know, second and third tier players in this draft. So I wouldn't be surprised if the pages try to trade up 
and take someone in kind of that top 20 range and get someone like a Hassan Reddick, get someone like a Ruben Foster, get someone like um, a Jamal Adams or a uh, one of the high-quality corners like a Tisabur or a Quincy Wilson. So it really remains to be seen what they do in the next couple of months, but I really do think you will see a, a shift away from this 30-second pick. But again, we'll, we'll see what happens. But with that being said, that's enough for me. We're now going to bring in Henry McKenna, the editor-in-chief of the Patriots Wire for USA Today. So we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, Henry will be on with us. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for our featured guest segment. This week, we are proud to welcome in the editor-in-chief of USA Today's Patriot Wire, Henry McKenna. Henry, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Yeah, always a pleasure. Very nice. So we, we have had a very fun week of Patriots news, and we'll start kind of with something that's a, it's, it's had its chance in the, uh, in the newsreels, but we'll bring it back up here. This whole Brandon Cooks attempted trade by the New England Patriots, obviously offering their 32nd pick. You know, uh, kind of, we're kind of getting the feel that they don't really want to pick here. Either they want to move up or they want to move it away. What do you make of this whole Brandon Cooks thing? Well, I love the offer that the Patriots made. They uh, they offered to swap the 32nd pick for something. We don't know exactly what it was. That was what Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reported, that it was a swap of picks. So maybe a second rounder or a third rounder or fourth, who knows. Um, the Patriots would have gotten Cooks, uh, you know, some picks, and the Patriots would have sent a package of some sort, including 32. And any which way, uh, I, I like Cooks in the Patriots offense in a big way. He is kind of like Edelman on crack. He's <laughs> like on steroids, however. Uh, he's from like a physicality standpoint. He's a similar size, but he's more agile. He's more athletic. And um, they're different, different route runners as a result because their athleticism is different. But the way that uh, Cooks could be sort of uh, – intermediate to deep threat in the offense. I think the Patriots clearly value that at a premium and, and they're willing to give up a first round pick that shows that they, they do in fact value that position. Uh, I think he would be a really 
fun to watch player in the Patriots offense would be super explosive. Mm -hmm. And you can bet Josh McDaniels would be drawing up a million different plays that can get him into open space. Create creativity um, is, is McDaniels kind of MO and with a guy who's as versatile and athletic as cooks, who haven't had someone that athletic since like at receiver, um, you know, Edelman's athleticism is always underrated, but gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time since they've seen a guy like that. Uh, and, and it's unlike the athleticism of any receiver they've had because you want to say, well, Moss is the best athlete they've had at that position in a long time, but, it, but Cooks is such a different type of athlete. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it would be a pretty exciting move. And, and, you know, the little cliffhanger that, that Ian Rappaport left us with was, they haven't put the number 32 pick on the table yet, right? So there's a chance that instead of swapping picks, the Patriots could elect to just put number 32 on the table straight up for Cooks, and the Saints would have to decide whether that's not. They, they reportedly want a mid-round, first-round, or a, yeah, middle-of-the-first-round pick. So we'll see. I, I don't know. It's, it's an exciting thing. It's always fun when the Patriots are chasing a big name. It's so rare for them to do, but... This, this is definitely a, a, a cool um, prospect. So another thing that, uh, you know, I, I, I've started to notice, you know, last year was Larry Fitzgerald. Then we heard about DeAndre Hopkins and those rumors. Then they were connected with Brandon Marshall. Now they're connected with Brandon Cooks, clearly looking for some sort of big-time wide receiver. Do you see them making a trade for one? Is there a Another guy out there now that it seems like Cooks might go to the Titans. Who do you who do you see a guy that they might still make an offer for? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, I don't, I can't off the top of my head think of someone, but I can tell you the type of receiver they'd be looking for, which is, or rather, the type of player they'd be looking for, which is just a player for good value. The, the reason I think they chase a lot of those guys. They they probably chase a ton of players we just don't find out about, and those guys are big names that end up coming out and, and we end up talking about them because they're really, you know, important around the league and in fantasy football, which honestly dictates a big part of the dialogue in NFL news. But um, you, you look at the, the, the script on a lot of those guys, and it's, it's that they're not content for whatever reason in their offense, and they are, you know, probably the best 32 at their position. And so as a result, you know, the Patriots are interested because they're talented because they can fit in the offense. And because on the market, they're, they're worth less than their, than their actual worth, right? Mm -hmm. They can get Patriots can acquire them for a smaller price than they should be able to, if that makes sense. So if something like that were to come up, then, you know, if some other receiver were to hit the market sort of quietly in the way that Cooks did. Now, obviously, it's not quiet anymore, but the Patriots made an offer before it was a bigger bigger deal. Um, so, yeah, I could see it happening again. Like, I mean, if the right value keeps kind of turning up, and it weirdly has with these receivers, which they haven't really done before. They haven't been, at least to our knowledge, to the knowledge of the news cycle, haven't been making these big bids until recently. So it's, it's interesting to see it, and, and I could imagine that if the value keeps presenting itself, that they will totally keep pursuing a, a, a big name, number one, you know, a- athletic receiver. 
So moving away from the uh, from free agency, and we'll talk about the combine because it has been a crazy, crazy couple of days with these insane athletes. We saw Miles Garrett yesterday basically look like Doomsday from the Batman comics and the Superman comics. That guy is outrageous. But there are a couple guys who have caught my eye in a big way for the Patriots. Hassan Reddick from Temple being a guy who I literally cannot stop watching film of. He is so good, and he was so good at the Senior Bowl. But is there a couple of guys that you think have stood out in a way that have really caught the Patriots' eye? Yeah, I think Hassan Reddick is a guy that caught the whole NFL's eye. And he's one of those guys, oftentimes the Patriots, in the mock drafts, before the combine, people get excited. Oh, the Patriots could take so-and-so. And then so-and-so goes to the combine and performs really well. Or they have a pro day where they interview really well. Or, you know, for whatever reason, these guys all of a sudden, after, you know, they're mocked to the Patriots, they start suddenly shooting up draft boards. I think Reddick is one of those guys. A lot of Patriots fans are starting to get excited about him, which they shouldn't because he's probably going to be gone by 32. Aww. So unless Patriots intend to <laughs> move up the board, uh, you know, that's just my inkling. There's a chance he's there. I mean, that's how draft season works. Is, is all, like, who knows? Ruben Foster was supposed to be a, a top 10 pick, and now with this weird um, – fight that he got in with medical staff at the combine he might fall a little bit and so you never know but my inkling is that Reddick will be gone at 32 but other people that I like uh I think people throw out Christian McCaffrey he's a really easy safe guy to say oh he's a New England guy and and it and it makes some sense because he's so darn versatile he is even more versatile he's like Dion Lewis is for the Patriots and that he can run, he can catch the ball, but it's, it's more, he's like so much better at all of the things that Lewis can do. Um, and so he's a much better player, frankly, but then you get into, um, the Miami t- tight end. I'm going to butcher his name at uh, David Njoku, I believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's about as close as you can get to it. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I love, uh, what he brings potentially to the Patriots offense and to any NFL offense, right? He gets that, that kind of shameful for the, for the media, that shameful uh, Aaron Hernandez comparison, right? It's always weird comparing a player to Hernandez, obviously, but he, um, but it, it makes sense, right? He's, he's kind of this wide receiver type tight end who needs to learn how to block. So if he does learn how to block by year two or three, he could potentially be a replacement for Gronk. Another guy to keep an eye out on is Tim Williams. He's a he's a you know line, a defensive end for Alabama. The Patriots love Nick Saban's players. They love those kind of high quality Bama championship type players, uh, and that's a position that they need to fill. And then uh, who else might they be interested in? I listed off a bunch of different guys on Twitter the other day. Um, but, yeah, and, and it's tough, too, when you think about need for the Patriots. It's so rare for them to actually fill that need in the first round. I think we rarely peg the Patriots as needing cornerbacks or defensive backs, and yet that's oftentimes it seems like what they go for high. Um, like last year, defensive – or excuse me, two years ago, defensive tackle wasn't a big need. 
at least perceived, and, and they went out and got Malcolm Brown. Uh, last year, they obviously didn't have a pick, but the highest pick, Cyrus Jones, was a cornerback. That, again, wasn't necessarily a perceived position of need. So it's always hard to, to estimate which position the Patriots are, are going to be chasing, probably because they're not chasing any position. They like to find the right value, the right pick range, the right players. So, uh, But that's, those are kind of three names that are on my radar, mm-hmm. at least. You mentioned uh, Ruben Foster and, you know, the, this whole Dante Hightower free agency news. I mean, we, 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 we kind of fell into a same, very similar situation as everyone has been bringing up with Devin McCourty a couple of years ago. Now here we set with Dante Hightower on the block. If Dante Hightower leaves, does that put a, an extra, uh, extra incentive, excuse me, on the Patriots to make a move for a linebacker because they lose Hightower. Your opening day linebacking core is Shane McClellan if he doesn't get cut and Kyle Van Noy. Not exactly what I'd call an all-star lineup of, of uh, linebackers there. Yeah, the, the prospect of losing Hightower is a little scary because, like you said, Kyle Van Noy all of a sudden becomes your heart of the defense, your brain of the defense, because he's going to be taking over Hightower's spot, and Van Noy is just not he's not that good, <laughs> to be honest. He's a good at complimentary player to a guy like Hightower who can do everything. Same could be said of McClellan, and also the youngster, Landon Roberts, who will be in his second year next year. They're all guys who have particular things that they do well, and the Patriots can highlight those things because Dante Hightower can do everything. So Hightower can make up for the weaknesses of those players because he's got no real weakness, and those guys can do what's best for them because Hightower is doing everything else. So you remove the guy that can do everything, and all of a sudden you've got a very flawed position group. So the answer is absolutely they need to add someone. They need to prioritize uh, finding some sort of linebacker to replace him. And the toughest part is that Hightower is by far the most well-rounded linebacker available in all of the NFL, whether you're talking draft or you're talking free agency. He is, he is the premier creme de la creme linebacker. So mm-hmm. um, that's why the Patriots seriously need to resign him. Uh, and, you know, we say that, and, and the argument could easily be made, well, the Patriots have been said to need to resign every major free agent that walks. And Hightower admittedly has, in my opinion, one weakness, which is that he, he can't play 16 games. Right. The Patriots have had to sort of limit his snaps. Uh, he misses games. He's got a knee injury that needs draining, it seems like, pretty often during the season. And, and he's kind of always on the injury report there. So that's contract leverage. And that's also, like in a, in a typical situation, where they have players behind him that are ready to step in, that could be a reason why they, they say goodbye to him. But they can't because they don't have those those players behind them. So, I mean, Ruben Foster is an interesting name. I was totally pumped on him, uh, obviously, as a top-ten pick. But, you know, if, if Garoppolo, if the Garoppolo trade ended up giving the Patriots the Browns pick at number 12, and Ruben Foster somehow fell to that, which is not totally impossible, that's a really great scenario where the Patriots can kind of instantly get a playmaker at a position 
that they need. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of a little too cutesy maybe that it would all fall into place like that. And if you consider how the Patriots like to use those high picks to be, to be paying players, you know, a relatively big salary, maybe they go with a position like defensive end that demands more market or, or excuse me, more money on the free agent market and kind of get a better value out of that spot. That makes sense. But yeah, I think, talking myself in circles a little bit here, but I think Hightower is going to be uh, potentially a huge loss at, at the middle of the Patriots' mm -hmm. defense. Another guy who might be a huge loss is going to be Logan Ryan. And as we've been uh, on the phone here, uh, Mike Girardi just tweeted out that a source with knowledge of Logan Ryan's market ex uh, expects significant traffic during legal championing period. He's about to make money. And then he mentioned Tennessee as a really good fit for him. Now, I've been saying Logan Ryan is, is gone all offseason. I don't even think that's a question anymore. He's about to get paid. And we've seen a couple corners in the draft, like in Adoree Jackson. you got to tease to Burr. I mean, the, the, it seems like the Patriots are going to really have to continue re, this consistent rebuild of the defense that they've been waiting to uh, to really finish. So is... You know, it, are they going to target a guy in the first round? Like they, or they didn't target Cyrus Joe in the first round, but he was their first pick. Are they going to wait until late in the draft to take a corner, or do you uh, suspect earlier in the draft? Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I, I think middle middle rounds is where I imagine they're going to go. I, I hear that they're really interested in pass rushers in this year's draft. So mm. if that's true, then. They're probably going to want to do so in the earlier rounds. Um, and it, it really also depends on their evaluation of Cyrus Jones. If, if he, if they decide that he is well behind where he needs to be, that he's kind of going to have to start from ground zero, then, then we'll see um, kind of, I guess what I'm saying is that the picks that the round that they take a cornerback, might be in part a representation of what they think of Cyrus Jones because he had such a rough season and the Patriots can either instill confidence in him by taking a, a cornerback that's clearly going to be their number four cornerback or, yeah, number four cornerback behind Jones, Rowe, and Butler, or they can make cornerback a priority and take a guy in, you know, the second round or, uh, maybe even the first. And that's a clear statement that we need a third nickel quarterback and Cyrus Jones is not ready to be that guy. Mm -hmm. So, and, and honestly, from what we saw from Cyrus Jones this season, it's not impossible that they're not, that they're not going to give up on him, but they're not going to be confident in him to be the number three guy week one. Um, but they're not, I think that they had have enough faith in their evaluation, original evaluation of him to see him as the number three guy and uh we'll we'll, we'll see a, a day two day three pick of quarterback mm -hmm. maybe so last question here henry before we uh we let you run away from us um donta hightower like we keep bringing up is going to be probably the hottest free agent on the defensive market he no matter where he ends up patriots or elsewhere he is going to get paid so on the record officially do you believe the Patriots will be able to retain Dante Hightower, or is he gone? You're going to get me, uh, you got to pin me to one way or the other. Gosh. Um, my inclination is that he's gone. He, Ooh. 
Nice. He is going to be because of his because of his versatility as a pass rusher, because he can do more than just play inside linebacker, think that the NFL is gonna recognize that. You know, thirty one other teams at least one or two are gonna see, okay, well this is a guy who was not just a linebacker. He's also an edge. And we're not gonna put him at edge all the time, but we can pay him like he's at edge some of the time. And a lot of teams have a lot of money to spend. So I imagine that Dante Hightower could hit the market, could get a huge contract, and the Patriots just say, look, we can't match that. So good luck, and, uh, like, the last five years have been great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Henry, for joining us in this episode. We'll have some great Combine stuff as well coming up next week on this episode of Page B Podcast. But – For always, Henry, thank you for joining us. I've been a big fan of what you guys have been doing over there at Patriots Wire. Obviously, you got my buddy Sam Benson still throwing out hot takes, but uh, we're we're loving the new site. Yeah, glad glad to have uh, the readers on there, and uh, thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Have a good one, Henry. Bye-bye. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter polls for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. That's going to do it for this week's Patriots Beat Podcast. Thank you again for joining us as always. Please give us a subscription rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Music was provided by High 209 and Joshua Morse. I want to thank our guest again, Henry McKenna from the Patriots Wire, the USA Today uh, sports blog. Go check it out. Great content. A couple buddies over there writing. So good, uh, great content coming out of the USA Today. But as always, I am your host, Harris Rubenstein. Go follow me on Twitter at CLNS underscore sports scene. And we will see you guys next week for a little bit more draft news and a couple more updates on everything around the NFL. Have a great week.